Hello everyone, it's episode 27 of Uncharted Horizons. This week we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 4. We're currently live on Twitch at Uncharted Horizons PC, and the recording of the show will be posted later on all podcast platforms. You can keep up with us on Twitter at UNCH Podcast, and my personal account is Ellison underscore 712, and Braden's is Love Shack YT. There is no Jeopardy this week, so sad. I'm personally so sad. Or happy. I don't know. Braden and I have both been burned now. We're both losers of Jeopardy, so maybe as a collective, we're, we're done with that. Our past is behind us. How are you this week, Brayden? Um, it's been a chaotic week. I feel like somehow it's both crazy that it's already Wednesday and shocking that it's only Wednesday. Um, I feel that. So, yeah, it's it's been a lot. It's been a long week, but I always look forward to this, to just turn my brain off and get to talk about nerd shit. So, happy to be here. Um, I, I do have to say the Jeopardy thing was a change of pace. It's been a bit since we've had, like, a full long-form format discussion, so I'm kind of looking forward to getting back into this. And uh, with Marvel Studios Ant-Man, of course, releasing tomorrow, um, I am pumped and... Very, very excited to actually be, like, really, truly looking forward to going to see a movie that I think is going to, like, start moving things forward. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. How about you? How's your week been? I agree with that. Like, it's simultaneously early to be Wednesday and also late. Like, I want the week to be over. But it also feels like Monday somehow. Yeah, <laughs> we're here. We're, just we're thriving. Bizarre. It's, it's a weird, weird thing, and I don't fully understand. But here we are. And we just yeah. have to play with the hand that life deals us, I suppose. That is for sure true. But it does help, like you said, to have things to look forward to. That's always a good part about, at least what I think a good part of, like, our hobbies are, is, like, there's always something to look forward to. And I, like, genuinely wonder sometimes where people that don't, like, play games or, like, look forward to movies, like, what do they have to look forward to in life? That's a good <laughs> question. Waking up every day, because, like, at any given time, I'd be like, yeah, I got... This movie coming out in July, I got, like, this game I want to go to. I have, like, this convention I want to go to. Like, I have all these things because it's all, like, that same realm of releases. And I'm like, what do people do that don't have things to look forward to? I don't know. No, I mean, everyone has different interests. I, you know, I enjoy video games. I'm a big card game fan. I play card games with friends a lot. So it keeps things interesting, you know, board games and whatnot. Um but yeah, I don't know. I guess some people maybe just like to go on the internet and uh, be shit post. What do they call it? Um, <laughs> uh, chronically online is that a thing? Online, it's like a term yeah. that people use, where it's like people that just live on the internet and know all the all the TikTok drama and all the all that stuff. I mean, listen, I I dabble in in social media, but I have to be honest, I uh, I have a love hate relationship with it. Uh, yeah, like Twitter and such has just so much toxicity. If it was just a community where people just hung out and talked and shared interests and had, you know, back and forths and debates and whatnot. But it's just it's just become a cesspool of negativity and it's the whole yeah, ass mess. It, there's like entire ecosystems within specific social medias of things that happen and exist that outside of those spaces nobody has ever heard of. It's yeah. quite a phenomenon, really. <laughs> They're like, how do you not know this? And I'm like, well, I've been outside. Like, I don't know. I just Yeah. The whole it's a whole it's thing so. but yeah so that's been going on um quick just opening thought i uh finished vampire survivors finished fully um Wait. which was <laughs> wild there's 145 unlocks i've unlocked everything um i've gotten all 136 items i've seen every single monster in the beastiary there's 105 of them 
I've cleared every stage, and I've unlocked every character, including the secret characters, and then I beat the game's final boss, which was just a weird, trippy level uh, experience. But yeah, it's, um, there, it is a super, there's hidden stuff, there's secret characters, there's all kinds of stuff. Obviously, some of it I did have to look up online, like, when you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, how do you do this stuff? And there's a few unlocks you can get through the spell book that you unlock later in the game, so that did help save a little bit of time, but, you know, I'd say 99% of it was fully genuine, and then I put in spells for a few, like, smaller things, you know, cosmetic stuff, alternate costumes that a couple characters probably won't use. Um, the game has a one of the game's hardest challenges is to kill 100,000 enemies in a single run, um, playing as one of the biggest characters, <laughs> so Queen <laughs> Sigma. And she's um, like an, basically an anime character inspired, essentially. She's got like an anime sword, and she's like, or re like she's really cool. Um, but by the time you unlock her, it's, it's, and it's like beyond endgame content. Like that character would break the game if you could just use it and play it at any point. Uh, but even then, 100,000 kills took me 70 minutes because the, the Ooh, game goes 30 great. minutes at the most, but you have to play it on endless mode where it just doesn't um, end and it just keeps refreshing. Uh, but the average number of kills you get in 30 minutes is like 12,000, 13,000. So you have to like buff up all your weapons to crazy extents and then you just have to fucking grind for 70 minutes-ish is about what it took me. But That's nuts. I finished the game. I'm not like a completionist type. I didn't beat every single level with every single character because there's like 35 characters and 10 levels and you can imagine the amount of time that that would take especially because every level also has an inverse mode where it's like reverse difficulty and all the enemies are stronger. But I beat the main, I completed everything, I unlocked everything. I don't really want to buy the DLC because then that's going to undo the progress that I've made by adding a bunch of new stuff. But Michaela said in the comments, endless mode where it doesn't end. Yeah, it's like endless apps at uh, Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't know that game had an end, so I was very surprised to hear you say you beat the game. And I was like, huh. Yep, the final boss is like the a giant, you know. giant floating head character, and you just have to fight him for 15 minutes, essentially. And uh, when you beat him, you get all the end credits, and it was fun. And I put a lot of time into it. Not really even, like, intended. I would just, like, play it in, on Discord with friends. Like, if I was just hanging out on Discord talking with friends at night, I'd just be playing, because it's not, like, a story game I have to, like, really sink my mind into or anything. Um, and then as I started to unlock stuff and complete stuff, I was like, man, I'm getting closer to being done with this. I should just go through and fucking finish it up and yeah so i did that this morning nice was pretty happy about it so I'm gonna yeah get, i would be get back i don't i've been in my magical worlds so i was gonna ask you how it's games been. are on hold <laughs> thoughts on hogwarts legacy a week in now it's it's fantastic yeah for sure yeah um jason shire actually tweeted something surprising today which and again that's one of those things that if you don't know who he is like you're not gonna know but he's um he's a reporter from bloomberg and he's like notable on twitter for being like a verified source for like actual information from leaks like it's not just like a, oh yeah like there's this guy that said it. it's like if he says something it's coming true like 99 percent of the time like he's just been in the industry for a long time mm -hmm. um so i think his uh thoughts carry a lot of weight um today he tweeted having now played most of hogwarts legacy i am here to inform you all that the story is not anti-semitic it's just dull which, for somebody of, like, that notable, like, importance for games and, like, for what people listen to, I was very surprised that he said something like that, because the whole discourse is if, take every, all the other discourse aside, if people are like, well, all of that aside, if you play the game, like, the game's still, like, rooted in anti-Semitism, 
And so for him to be like, it's not actually, I was like, oop, <laughs> like, oh. but like, he's not wrong. <laughs> the, the main story is, is pretty dull. Um, but like, that's not what I think is the good part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually like, I added a tweet to his thread and that because it's like a tweet everyone saw, everyone's like, I agree with you. Like you said it perfectly. I just said how like, it's not the main story. It's like the Skyrim effect. Like the main story of Skyrim is cool, but it's not what people like remember Skyrim for. It's all the other bullshit that they spent hundreds of hours doing. And yeah. Hogwarts Legacy is, is going to have a same legacy. <laughs> like it's, uh, the side quests are honestly more fun because they're way more variety. Like the main quest line so far has been pretty not like it's not very special. It's fine. It's fine. But like it's just not I don't think it's what you're going to remember the game for. And it's like the exploring the castle all of the stuff that like Harry Potter fans are looking for um, that make that game special. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm having a blast. I have like 26, 27 hours in the game. Um, I'm trying to platinum it and that's going to take me like 50 hours. So I'm like halfway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I just got to unlock uh, breeding magical creatures last night. And I have never had so much serotonin before from (laughs) seeing a little uh, animated like fake animal exist it was the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life and it brings me a lot of joy like so much joy <laughs> so the game's a lot of fun there's there's a lot of different things you can do in the game um you could argue that they've done like too much but at the same time is that really such a thing if you don't want to do that stuff don't do it none of it's really required except for like your initial like go to this class and then everything else is just like repeating stuff over and over to like get whatever collectible like get all the animals so no, no, they're yeah, the worst. Terrible had to have more options. I mean, that's just absolutely uh, unimaginable thing. Yeah, it's like they took every open world game ever and was like, what mechanics can we put in ours? So it, it there is a lot, and it's like kind of overwhelming if, it's not, if that's not what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But just like in any main, like big game like that, you don't have to do any of that side stuff. You can just play the main story and call it a day. So it's cool that it's there for people that want the content. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I have a couple of friends who've been playing it. My friend, uh, my friend Ryan said he'd give it like an 8.5 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10. That he thinks it's really, really good if you're a Harry Potter fan and you like that kind of stuff. But he could definitely see where if you're not someone who's into that world, that it's not going to be as special. Not that it's exactly. bad, but it's not going to be as special. I mean, it seems like the type of game where if you're a Harry Potter fan, you can just sit down and almost kind of veg out and just immerse yourself in this world that you love. Honestly, that's kind mm-hmm. of how I felt about like Sonic Frontiers. Like I wouldn't say I'm like a, a Sonic fan on the level of like a lot of Harry Potter fans are invested in that. But in terms of it being a game that like didn't have to be this massive success, but it was just really fun to just sit down and play and just escapism at the end of the day, which is what video games are kind of supposed to be, um, or at least, you know whatever so i don't think every game needs to be a perfect 10 out of 10 like you know thing it just some people are gonna love that and enjoy it and that's really all i think really all that matters yeah Um. i agree i'm probably sitting at like i think i said a nine out of ten the other day but i haven't finished it and i could see it going up or down most likely down i don't see it going higher than nine for me um but yeah like you said it's definitely super special for harry potter fans and then other people be like it's it's an rpg it's an open world rpg and like you've seen all of that stuff before hasn't done anything completely new besides literally making a one-for-one adaptation of a harry potter world like down to every single corridor of the castle which is honestly bonkers to think about which obviously they had to get that right but Mm -hmm. oh no our title still says jeopardy listen Listen, we're busy Wait, individuals. Sorry, I apologize. And... It, it was on me. We had a bit of a, a delayed start today. I was having some issues, and I needed to get them squared away, uh, back-end issues and stuff. 
So we started a few minutes late, uh, but it looks like OBS might need to update and it may be not connected to Twitch in the way I would hope that it was. So I apologize for that confusion, but we will correct it ASAP. And uh, thank you for racing through that toughness and getting getting there for us. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I know a lot of people are liking it, so that's, that's awesome. And obviously there's still been a lot of discourse, but I'm glad to see that that discourse has kind of died down a little bit as people get, you know, focus on something else. Yeah. We're episode 27 today. That's crazy. I guess it is. Oh, let's see. Yeah, I guess our next segment, or I guess our first segment, depending on how you look at it, uh, broaden your horizon. Yes. Today, I don't really... There's a bunch of news, but um, I've, I've got our bracket's going to... Yeah, I figured you did. Our bracket's <laughs> going to take a bit. So mine's just very short and to the point to stick with our Marvel theme. Okay. Uh, Kevin Feige pretty much just confirmed that we're getting Spider-Man 4. Um, technically, wasn't confirmed before. It wasn't anywhere in their phase lineup, but it's nice to hear a confirmation since Spy uh, Sony owns Spider-Man, so it's always like a toss-up if they're going to let Marvel continue with Tom Holland, which they are. Um, it's happening. That's the only details they have, but it's just nice confirmation that we're going to get some more Tom Holland, Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah, I, I hope. And they also said there's interest uh, in Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield continuing for Spider-Man movies in some capacity. And I don't necessarily hate the idea of a spin-off, you know, because we've Live established this multiverse exists. <laughs> I mean, some of the, it doesn't even have to necessarily be Tom Holland's. Excuse me, but um, yeah, I mean, that's exciting, and obviously Deadpool 3 is in the works, and there's a lot of cool Marvel shit coming out, and you know, some people are burnt out, that's fine, but for me, it's Don't watch like, it. <laughs> right, right, but for, for me, I'm like, I got a whole, I got a whole slate of movies coming out that I'm really, really excited about for Marvel. Not everything, I mean, I'll, I'll see everyone, as I always do. Uh, thanks, Tantalizing Tanner, for the follow, we really appreciate that. Um... I'll see everyone that comes out, but I'm some I'm really pumped for, like Ant Man. That I am, I've been ready for for a while. Some like you know, uh, what is the Thunderbolts? You know, mm. I'll see it, but it doesn't have me like chomping at the Agreed. bit. I'm kind of nervous about what direction they might take that in. But I don't think I've seen an MCU movie yet that's inherently terrible. The outside of like maybe two or three <laughs> right yeah. i've never watched dark world it's one of the few movies of the mcu i never you saw when i started my catch-up on the movies um everyone told me skip that one uh when yeah. i first started watching marvel movies i think the first movie i ever watched was winter soldier and so i saw that in theaters with a friend and then just went from there seeing everything so it wasn't yeah. too far in but you know i hadn't seen all the iron man movies at that point i went back and saw captain america i still think it's good i still think it holds up uh, but my point is you know th those there's a few i have and i guess technically the hulk because the 2008 hulk movie is technically considered part of the MCU that's probably the first one i saw that yeah. was like I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the earliest what they would consider MCU. It's probably The Incredible Hulk. With uh, I'm thinking of the Ed Norton one though. I had nightmares about that as a child. If that doesn't surprise anybody, but no, but it's not ET, right? So there's that. It's not, but it was the similar similar thing. I think. I don't know. I had like vivid nightmares of like the Hulk transformation scene, not him turning into the Hulk. It was like they did like this weird. And I've gone back and rewatched it to, like, try to find it, and I can't for the life of me find the scene that I'm thinking of, so I just, like, conjured up some terror in my mind. 
mm-hmm. of like they did like this zoom in where like you followed the injection into his bloodstream and like how it changed his like body chemistry mm-hmm. freaked me out i don't know okay also thanks for the follow war dog ytg we appreciate you um so spider-man 4 essentially confirmed more or less which i think we all kind of knew but yes. it's nice to see that here's some news Cocaine Bear releases in theaters in about a week and a half, uh, February 24th, based on a true story. And as of today, Cocaine Bear, the game, has officially been released. If you have been thinking to yourself, man, I want to play Cocaine Bear, and I can't go to the movies to see it, they unveiled the game today. It is a free-to-play game, and it is very much Pac-Man-esque in nature that's just directional inputs um you do have to be older than 18 to play there is a it's the it will ask you for confirmation whether or not you're old enough to play but uh the cocaine bear video game is officially out to play and if you complete enough stages in the game you can actually unlock a few clips from the movie so you can that's so interesting to me (laughs) so instead of hunting ghosts you hunt humans there's an ambulance that you can catch for bonus points, and to keep going through the levels, you need to regularly consume cocaine, which is scattered like throughout the, pellets, the levels. Yeah. So, okay. Cocaine Bear the game is officially out today, thanks to GameSpot for that news. I do appreciate all you know the taking the time to cover the relevant information. Um, that is that is a big one. Cocaine Bear. So you guys check that out free. It's I mean it's free. Why would you not? Why didn't you draft that one on your? Uh... I didn't know it was going to be a thing. Uh, and the, movie, I till right now. the movie looks so comically bad that I think it actually might be really good. Like one of those movies that's like so terrible it's funny. It kind of ends up yeah. being a classic. Like, have you seen The Room? No. With you know given, the one like... that James Franco remade. That is oh, the no, Disaster yes, I Artist. I always forget it's called that. Yeah. Yeah. So the Disaster that. Artist was the movie that James Franco made, but it was based on The Room. I've only seen Disaster. Yeah, Artist, that movie is incredible, but it's even better if you've seen The Room because. I did not the, hit the, her. The room is a, an incredibly, it's just, it's just incredible. It's like thanks killing levels of movie. So yeah, Cocaine Bear the game. Um, other quick notes up, big updates to PS Plus this month. Um, some games coming to the extra and premium tiers. Horizon Forbidden West, about a year after its release, will be available there now. Uh, Resident Evil no 7 Biohazard and The Forgotten City, as well as some classic PS1 titles like Legend of Dragoon, Wild Arms 2, and uh, I believe Power Wash Simulator. Uh, you can have Powerless Simulator. And there's apparently a Power Wash Simulator crossover coming out with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's going to allow you to clean the streets of uh, They had like uh, it, someone's someone's mansion. Like I feel like it was Tomb Raider or something. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I just... I. <laughs> Every time before the show, I look up the new, like, you know, general news, things that are coming up, and it didn't give me a full elaboration. It just sort of mentioned some of the highlights, so just passing that along. But yeah, it's something in Midgar. I know that much. Um, That is quite cool. Yeah, the Horizon stuff's pretty sick. It's just, it's not, like, unheard of, because, like, Xbox, we've come to expect that kind of stuff, but for Sony it is. Um, But it makes sense. They have their uh, VR coming out along with the new Horizon game for VR. They Mm -hmm. have the Horizon Burning Shores DLC coming out. They got um, Resident Evil Village VR, so it makes sense to get people to play the other one. And they also added the Quarry, which is pretty cool, because that's one I wanted to play, and I don't think it has had a significant price drop yet, but that got quite good reviews when it came out. Um, Yeah. I think that's the one that had Brenda Song, right? Uh, had, they always have big casts like that. Yeah, but it, people that did uh, until dawn. It had a lot. 
Um, but I think, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember all the characters off the top of my head. Like paying for it. <laughs> that's another one too. That's not bad. I don't know. And PS Plus Extra Premium is pretty much similar to Game Pass, right? Like. In terms of like, you pay a monthly. In theory, fee. Game Pass is a way better value, and I've I'm probably cancel like once my subscription to premiums up, I'm probably just gonna go back to the regular tier because up till this point they haven't made it worth it. Yeah. Um, and any pl- game that PlayStation like a PlayStation first party game, I'm not gonna wait a year to get it for free. <laughs> that, right. Because chances are I'm gonna unless it's something I don't care for mm-hmm. spending money on, but any of like their main stuff, of course, I'm not gonna wait that long. So it hasn't really been a value to me besides the normal PS Plus. No, that makes complete sense to me. And honestly, my last very quick note, um, the Flash trailer released this past week. So and as much fucking as, cool. As much as I want to just not like it because I don't necessarily have the best feelings about the actor, uh, it looks really fucking cool. And it makes me hope that Ezra Miller gets things together and... Uh, you know, whatever whatever issues are going on, they, they they find a way to curb that because I do think this this movie has a lot of potential and it looks awesome and it would suck to have the issues become so much that they weren't able to, you know, be in future uh, installments. So yeah, check out that Flash trailer if you get a chance. Not you, just people in general. I'm assuming you've seen Super it. Super cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's um that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, I guess with that being said, unless there's anything else that you have. No, I'm good. Let's probably... rank these movies and shows. Okay. So today's main topic is. Ooh, yeah, this is very cool. I was very surprised. I like didn't see a tweet from our account today. And I was just like, that's weird. I was like, I know brains were busy. So I went there and this was like already posted. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, That's I, so cool. I was like, put up a little teaser. So we are talking MCU phase four today. Uh, we're basically going to go through and do a bracket with the shows and the movies and bracket style is, of course, how we started out. So it's a bit of a return to form as we head into the second half of our first year doing the show. And then we're, the reason we're doing all this, we wanted to do we this is our first time talking Marvel on the show outside of like a brief, you know, whatever. Um, and we wanted to do something for that and with ant-man coming out it makes sense for us to talk about this today and then next week our primary topic you know mixed in with other things we'll give you our thoughts on ant-man because i think both of us are seeing it tomorrow uh at different times because you'll be seeing it tomorrow as well right yes okay yeah so i'm really pumped for that but that's enough of that let's get into the bracket yeah so So this is a randomly generated i assume I took a brief look at, the, like, the, the placements, and things seem pretty fair, so I didn't mess with it at all, so don't yell at us if any matchups are unfair. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're, we'll, we'll make it work. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think graphics, we're, gonna, we're gonna do the best we can. Graphics are questionable today, but we're making I'm, we're I'm changing it with things, yeah, I'm trying to make things on the screen as clear and concise as I can um, without it being cluttery, but that way you guys can actually get a real sense of what's going on. Um, yeah, presentation mode made it too complicated, so you'll yeah. just have to listen to us for what movies are what. <laughs> yeah, so we'll update the brackets as we go here. Uh, starting off with the first round, we've got... This one feels like it's kind of an unfortunate uh, scenario, really. Something was going to get paired up against it, you know? <laughs> That's also true. So this is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home up against She-Hulk. R.I.P. Yeah. 
So something was gonna have to go up against Spider Man. I think Spider Man No Way Home is like one of the best MCU movies, period, overall. Mm-hmm. So it it was a really unfortunate matchup, and I loved She Hulk. That was also a lot of discourse online because I don't even know why. I do know why, but none of those none of the claims or complaints were uh, substantial. So. I don't know. I love She-Hulk. I think it was a lot of fun. They sticked true to like their comic source material, and they gave us a really fun new character, and I'm excited to see her again. But yeah, I'm obviously going to have to vote for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I don't really think there's too much. Just I think, I mean, She-Hulk was a good show. I liked it. I think it got way too much unfair criticism. Was it the greatest thing I've ever seen? No, but it wasn't supposed to be like this... It didn't. It didn't serious. have to be this yeah. hugely serious. Like well, you want serious, didn't take itself go, seriously. Go either. watch. Like that, they weren't trying. Right. To, and you have yeah. the the naysayers who like probably just hate her because she's a woman. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me if there was a small outlet of people who were like, "Wow, they made a fight. Uh, women aren't supposed to be funny." Like I I say that in jest, but like that's that's I've seen that take. Like I've seen people say shit, and I don't know. It was funny. It was enjoyable. It just, it, not everything has to be super serious. Obviously, in a mainline film, I want it to be serious to an extent. Like, my biggest worry about, my biggest complaint about Thor, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, was the fact that it had such a heavy subject matter and a serious thing happening to a character, and they didn't treat it with that level of seriousness. And normally, Thor movies balance the comedy with the subject matter really well, and this one, in my opinion, just didn't, but... That's, you know, we'll get there in a minute, but that's, She-Hulk was good. I liked it. And you want a serious show? Go watch literally like almost any of the other ones. <laughs> so, all right. Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home is going to get, uh, get moved in. Now I'm noticing on the screen this like weird black line. Are you seeing yeah. that? That's not yeah, on that. That's, that's not on the screen. I, so I don't know. I don't even. It might oh, be wait a minute, overlapping wait a minute. with some layer that you have. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. I'll fix it. Yeah. Also, I put in chat spoiler warning for anything in Phase Four. We're not gonna like be going out of our way to mention spoilers, but some things might come up in regards to why we would prefer something over something else. So yeah, and some of these movies have been out for a long ass time. Yeah. So at this point, like, yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, you know, I I, Get I feel your shit together. Right. All right. So. That's that makes some sense. I think some of the first round stuff may be a lot easier. So we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness up against Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. These brackets make me so sad sometimes. <laughs> um, it's so tough because a lot of these we're going to get like fucking film, like peak cinema up against TV shows, which I would argue in some cases the TV show will be better than the movie, but I oh, feel yeah. like like off off the bat you're gonna be like oh like the movie because we've spent so much more time with this or whatever mm-hmm. maybe not even time it just a whole a whole thing Investment. all the emotion and yeah yeah, yeah at, at one point or yeah or a tv show you've spent like actually way more of your physical time with something um i really like the guardians christmas special i don't know how much i like i'll like, watch that in the future maybe like around christmas just to like throw something on tv for the mood um but yeah, I'm going to have to say Doctor Strange on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I was really excited for Multiverse of Madness. And to be honest, I liked it a lot. I don't think it quite lived up to my expectations. But I think I had some unrealistic expectations given how much I really enjoyed both WandaVision and the original Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. It was a really good movie. Sam Raimi's take on it was interesting. Seeing some of the gore and the violence and the zombie stuff and the twisted so nice. cinematography was really cool and different. But I think the plot was kind of thin. 
Um, and it didn't, I didn't not enjoy the movie, just to be clear. I definitely really liked it. It just, I have some, cons- I have some complaints about it that are probably minor, but like, you know, it may come into play when we start to look at these movies up against other things. And, uh, I yeah, don't know. I liked if- it a lot. Yeah. I was, um, impressed with how far they could take their PG-13 rating. Um, yeah. As far as, like, the horror and gore, which is so cool. Like, if Marvel ever doubled down, which I know Deadpool is going to be the first rated R film, but they if they had doubled down on, like, a horror thing, mm-hmm. oh, man, it would be so good. Because they put some... I was literally with my friend watching this movie, and, like, spoilers, obviously. Like, Wanda came up and just, like, straight up snapped someone's neck, and I was like... <laughs> like, never in a million years that I thought that I think we were ever going to see something like that. And it was just so good. Um, I agree. Yeah, it was a good time. I hated the way that they killed off the Illuminati, um, and I know that Raimi did not want to use them in this film, and Marvel was like, Disney was like persistent on it, so that's why he killed them all, it was a petty thing to be like, fine, I'm just gonna kill them if you're gonna make me use them, and that's great. Thing is, is that some of those characters are like hugely significant, like seeing Professor X in an MCU movie was huge, and he just barely lived and then you know seeing john krasinski as mr fantastic and just seeing mr fantastic in an mcu movie in general like that you know that hype was wild and it did i didn't like that it happened so i don't hold it against the director but i think it was a poor decision to force the illuminati to be in the movie if you weren't going to treat them like the level of significance that they are because scarlet witch is one of the most powerful characters in all of the comics and and she's you know she's fantastic but you know, I don't know that if it was like the that she's just going to reasonably smash through a few of those characters. Like Reed Richards is supposed to be like one of the smartest people in the world. Like in other words, it wouldn't have gone down the way that it did, and that to me was like just, just it didn't do it justice to those characters. But with the alternate universe thing, they can just kind of get away with it by just saying those weren't yeah. like the Earth. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of resetting multiverse and all of that stuff upcoming, um, and that's just not just for Marvel, but for dc too <laughs> we're getting a lot of yeah rewriting but it's like the only like at some point you're gonna run out of content it's like the only way you can continue your story and um continue giving us content for characters especially if there's stories that are untold for a certain character that could be dead already in our current timeline or whatever it may be um so i'm up for whatever if as long as it makes sense to a point like that's just a completely different reality and like that's already (laughs) that is what it is and that has been a thing that's happened in comics already like it's not just the one place um in time for them so yeah and so i'm cool with it it was just one of my things i didn't particularly love um so let's move on to the next one which is interesting uh moon knight of course, starring uh, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke and Werewolf, Werewolf by, by Night. Night. Is that a, is mm-hmm. that an MCU thing? Is that an official MCU thing? I have never seen this yeah. and I don't know anything about it. I watched it. It was not good. <laughs> so, okay. I think I forget what it is. It was either a comic or an old show. It was something. And the people that knew Werewolf by Night were like, Woo! and then I was just like, cool, what's that? It was like filmed in black and white. And it was like a murder mystery it was something it was like who's the werewolf um it's i guess you could watch it but like i really didn't care for it at all it doesn't feel like marvel in any capacity and it was just kind of like attached to the marvel name because they own that ip i believe something like that um but no i would have voted moon knight anyway i loved moon knight a lot which is somehow uh unpopular opinion (laughs) online i don't know i fucking loved moon knight i think 
Oscar Isaac carried that entire fucking show. The plot could have been terrible, but the fact that he was able to play two completely distinct people as the same person was fucking crazy. Like, props to him for acting that. Yeah, um, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't meaning to appear unfocused. I was just doing a quick Google search on Werewolf by Night as you were chatting just to catch myself up a little bit. It looks like it was more of a movie than a series. Was it just like a one television special? War Dog, YTG, and Chat actually said Werewolf by Night was the original Moon Knight comic. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. I, I didn't know that. Honestly, when this came out, I thought it was just kind of like a separate thing from the MCU. Um, it, it pretty much is a self. It's just yeah. It's a self-contained story. Little movie story. It was like a. I don't know what was it like an hour runtime. It was something like that. Yeah, and it, it, they did say it was used to provide context to how a lot of monsters have previously existed within the MCU. Uh, similar to how the Eternals was used to establish that the Eternals had lived in the mcu like into the background history and stuff so it may be more of a set piece than anything else (laughs) yeah that makes Um, sense which is fine i didn't actually finish moon knight i watched some of it um my girlfriend and i started watching it together and we never got around to finishing it but the episodes i did watch i really enjoyed and i thought it was good and it's definitely one i'll go back and finish at some point um but it was really interestingly told and i thought both ethan hawk and oscar isaac were really really good uh, so mm. I, I would be inclined to go Moon Knight just because I haven't seen the other one. Um, it is, yeah. It was just cool to see Egyptian mythology, too. Like, I feel like I, at least I personally don't see a lot of that in, like, the media and other movies and stuff that I watch. So it dived into that pretty cool with, like, actual personifications of those gods and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just, like, Oscar Isaac fucking killed it. Killed yeah. it. Gave right. us new hero and hero-s. Hero? Heroine? I don't think it was supposed to be doing any of that. Yeah, she'll be cool. So I'm excited to see them again. All right. Well, that is going to go to Moon Knight then, uh, which is going to move us to Shang-Chi versus what I believe is WandaVision. The graphic is a little hard to tell. Um, Shang-Chi versus WandaVision. This is the first horror one. Like, this is the first one I have to put thought into. So for me, it's not even a thought. Um, I have gone on record before saying I'm pretty. I think Shang Chi is the best movie title. Oh, that's MCU where you're leaning. Thanks for. Oh, Shang Chi is my I favorite thought, I standalone. You, I thought you've said before that you loved Wandavision. Wandavision is incredible, but Shang Chi, in my opinion, is the best standalone character introduction in the MCU. I think in general. Um, and I think if not in general, cause obviously there are, you know, like you could make a case for like Captain America or some of the Ant-Man, I really like the Ant-Man, but I, Shang-Chi is an incredible movie and I think it's the best release from phase four in, in general. Um, so for me, as much as I really liked WandaVision, it's not really much of a competition. Uh, the one thing I think about WandaVision is it was really unique. It tried something different and I respect the hell out of it for it. And I thought it was incredible. I said, this shows that Marvel can make TV, it could be done, and then they started making other special TV series, and I started to say, okay, WandaVision was excellent, but did I like it so much because it was the first time to do that, and now I've seen, you know, Falcon of the Winter Soldier and Loki and stuff, and it's just like, those things might have done it better, so I think Elizabeth Olsen is great, I think WandaVision was an excellent piece of media but i almost wonder if it seemed better to me and maybe to some others because it was the only thing we Mm. had when it first came out versus Mm. how they followed up what do you think interesting i liked both a lot um like you say a wandavision was like 
Wait, was it the first Phase 4 thing that we got, or was it the, or the it was first TV show? The first Phase 4 and the first TV yeah. show, I believe. No Way Home was the last. No Way Home it was, was the, just... Yeah, or beginning yeah, of Phase Yeah, it was, it was uh, very unique. It played on, like, the old, like, sitcoms, which I personally, like, wouldn't go out of my way to watch something like sure, that now. Sure, it's from now, before like 1995, actual... so it's not up here. Exactly, yeah, I just, I wouldn't, <laughs> I have so many other things to watch. Um, But each episode got like progressively better and better and like more towards what you'd expect for marvel nobody voted in our poll which is not helpful unbelievable um and then yeah shang chi was incredible that's what i've only seen once and like desperately need to see again because i know it was fantastic and i loved it and it was so unique and i really like his character as well but oh my gosh wandavision is also so unique and i think it gave us like a really cool story and and obviously set up wanda's place in the mcu in the future like I, what she went through in those other movies, like, it's fucked up. It's so mm. fucked up. It's like, I feel like people forget. People are like, oh, why did she, why did she do all this? It's like, it was literally laid out to you from Infinity War till now, including her entire own show and what happened and what drove her to this point, on top of actually just being corrupted by dark magic. But yeah, like you said, she's one of the most powerful, she's probably, like, one of my favorite characters now, not because of what she does in, uh... Uh, Doctor Strange's movie, but just, like, before that, just because, like, she's powerful as fuck, like, she has a really cool story, her abilities are really cool, uh, man, that's a tough one. I don't know, like, what we're gonna do if we don't agree on one, though. Oh. I would give it, I like both enough that, like, I'd give it to Shang-Chi if that's, like, you're 100% there. Uh, I just yeah, want to get it out there that WandaVision is I think good. both I are good. I watched some of the episodes, and I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, this holds up, this is good. Yeah, it was really good, and it was unique, and I think it was excellent. I just think Shang-Chi was a rare example of, in a, in a phase where people did have some complaints, and understandably so, but it's important to recognize that, like, everyone's like, oh, after Endgame, like, I don't care anymore. Like, all the characters I liked are gone. Well, it's like, before Endgame, and in the build-up to Endgame, they still had to establish Iron Man, Cap, all these characters, like, the OG Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Captain America, like, not all of those movies were all smash hits either, but they had to build these characters up, so now that we're moving into a new story in the MCU, into a new Avengers movie down the line, there needs to be some of these, what people might call, like, slow movies or whatever, to introduce these new characters, like, they, people are just looking at it like, I went through it already with Iron Man and all these people, so these new characters are, like, not... It's just, it's not that straightforward. We haven't got any female-led, like, trilogies. <laughs> There's not a one. Um... We had, like, three Captain America, three Iron Man, three Thors, three Guardians four, of the Galaxy. Four Thor, actually. Four Thors I would now. argue Guardians... Multiple can... Hulk movies, they're not connected. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, we didn't... Black Widow was, what, the first... Avenger, like first female Avenger movie we got, so it's like well, Black Panther, WandaVision, her. Black Panther two, Black Widow came out before that. No, but I'm saying Black Panther two is definitely a. I guess so, yeah, but it's movie. it's it's still one movie, and no, no, I mean to yeah. three or like multiple movies for these yeah. other characters, so it's like give give Wanda her time; she deserved it. Yeah, I liked it. Um chat what do you guys think does anyone have any tie-breaking thoughts on this one i mean we could always we could come back to it in a minute and go to the rest of this side of the bracket there's only one left we can we can go shang chi just because sure? i really like both all right yeah, i mean right. i like both enough and you're like 100 percent on one yeah i am middle, really so. really think that movie's casting was excellent and i think the ending of the movie and what it set up with harry styles introduction into the mcu and all that other mm. stuff i just think that it really 
felt like one of those movies that was laying the groundwork for a strong moving forward. WandaVision was excellent. I almost feel like I WandaVision was almost taken down a little bit for me by how they utilized Wanda in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because after everything she went through, I think it was an interesting choice to just portray her as like this sadistic villain when she's never really shown being that type of person. Like she was suffering and she Not went through a lot. Well, right, but in Doctor Strange, it's a lot of it's pretty. It's it's the dark hold though. Like people, yeah. Are like, oh, she chose to do all this. It's like she didn't though. Like they made it quite clear that anyone that uses this book, it like gets corrupted mm-hmm. beyond what they usually would do. Yeah. Um, and Doctor Strange has it now, so it'll be fun to see what fucked up shit he gets into. Yeah. Well, hopefully better CGI than whatever the fucking eye was they gave him at the end of that movie because that uh, was yikes. that was terrible. Um. All right. Another one that's going to be easy for me, but I don't know how it's going to be for you. I guess we'll find out. Is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh my god. <laughs> I so, just hate... It doesn't it suck for Marvel to have all these bangers? They must hate it. <laughs> yeah. Especially with a lot of these matchups that we're going to have in the second round. I don't know how I'm going to like make these choices, but... Um... We did a whole show on Wakanda Forever. It was a great we movie. Did. It was an incredible tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It was really cool from a story building perspective in Wakanda but I can't say that it had anywhere near the same level of impact or intrigue for me that Falcon and the Winter Soldier did in terms of being a self-contained story but also what it sets up for the future of the MCU and how it makes like Falcon now Captain America like fantastic like it revitalized those characters it gave so much depth to both of them that was the first Bucky series. Bucky deserved it. He did. And then w- with him with the old guy and everything and all of that, it was so moving. And, like, there was there was a lot of emotional growth there. But it was funny. So much it tackled real-world issues in a respectful way while not jamming them down your throat, I thought. Like, it was... You know what I mean? I don't mean that as an insult to if anyone. People I feel just mean, like it got jammed down their throat, then they're part of the problem. No. So. Listen, I watch a lot of, like, procedurals and stuff on TV because it's like, just kind of, yeah. like, my element of things to watch on, on occasion. And I watch a lot of shows that did definitely, like, take a topical thing and just make it way too, like, hey, look, we're talking about this. Look, look. Like, you know, you can naturally weave it into your story. I don't think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did anything close to jamming it down anyone's throat. I thought they did a really good job. It's a very real scenario of if you transferred Captain America, (laughs) like in real life, if we had a white Captain America and gave it to a black man, that is literally what would happen. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, I thought that they portrayed real life like fucking spot on. Like you said, it connected to what was going on in the real world too. And they did it in a very respectful and like fantastic way. Speaking of, during the Super Bowl the other night, before it started, I forget why, Anthony Mackie was doing something for the Super Bowl, but they introduced him as Captain America, and I was like, this is so cool! I was like, this is so cool for, like, uh, for whatever, like, announcer was doing with the Super Bowl stuff, I was like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I really liked both. I'm glad that you're leaning Falcon and Winter Soldier so that I don't have to make up my mind, <laughs> because I also liked both a lot, and, uh, yeah, Wakanda Feminist was, like, so beautiful, and I loved Shuri taking over the mantle. But, yeah, I think that Falcon Winter Soldier was also very beautiful, and they had, like, those really, like, hype, like, fuck yeah moments, and then also, like, like, like the, the really, Like, the shield moment in the street with John yeah. Walker? That was, I literally was like, like what? John Walker, all, Yeah, he was him. such he a good bad guy, dude. He was he excellent. He is such a good like, bad guy. He, the fact that he was able to, like, make you hate him, and now he's gonna be, you know, an anti-hero type, uh. and, 
I hate when they make someone so unlikable that you just don't want to see them again, but you're only so unlikable because they were so good at their role. <laughs> yep. Um, I agree. Yeah, they had such emotional moments, like you said, like with the war veteran that was also a super soldier at one point, like in that program. Just so good. I, I love that show, and I really love their um, banter, Bucky and... Um, what is the Falcon's name? Sam. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. Um, I love that for them. They deserve it. And they have like good like on screen chemistry together. Yeah. Uh just a generally fantastic movie, I thought. Um I really, really liked it. And I think the show was good. I think if we're just talking about it in the context of phase four and how it moves the MCU forward, I don't think Wakanda Forever really did all that much to move things forward. And and it couldn't, right? Because it didn't have Chadwick. Things changed. Yeah, it, they it, it was understandable. Rolled with their punches, right? Made a devastating a... loss. Yeah, and made a movie um, that was in pretty much like always um, like a dedication to him, mm-hmm. while also like still being respectful and not just like using his death as a conduit to make money, which I don't right. think they did. I think they did it in a very respectful way, and like you can really feel that the entire cast like made that movie like with him in mind mm-hmm. um and it had set up some stuff like we have shuri now as the new black panther and spoilers for the very end of that movie we also have a new potential hero for the future as in chadwick's son or not chadwick's son but black panther's son in yes. the movies um with uh the mom's name which i'm forgetting she's awesome too so we'll see where that goes in the future i don't remember her name either but i don't want to guess because i don't want to be offensive if i think i remember it but i'm wrong <laughs> i'm just gonna i it was because the sitting yeah i don't remember anyway <laughs> falcon and the winter soldier's gonna move on so that's gonna set yes. up our uh we'll, we'll pivot to the other side here um but i think this is a unique bracket i don't know you said you use this site so if you look at the bracket as we have it if you can't see it on the screen because there's like an odd number of matchups, one of these needs to be decided upon until we can move on to the final four on the left side. So we need to choose oh. between Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is easy for yeah, me. Yeah, it it's for easy you? for me as well. I think it's got to be Spider-Man. I just okay, think No Way God. Home is excellent. <laughs> I think it, you know, it just was one of those generational movies. And if you're a Marvel fan and you're a Spider-Man fan, you it's be just... There. Yeah, I agree. When the fans yeah. cheered in the theater, I mean, it was the worst kept secret ever that what's his face uh, that um that he was uh, yeah I couldn't remember the name um but yeah I mean just just a great movie and I'm gonna pass that one along so we'll go yeah, ahead and move, we'll go ahead and move over to the right side of the bracket and then we'll come back uh, and do the other side. I just have to move it. So okay, this is this is easy for me because we get my favorite right here. So we've got Miss Marvel, and then we've got Loki, which uh, for me isn't even close. Miss um, Marvel was really cool. I thought they did a really good job, like representing that community and sort of introducing like a like they took it in a different direction. And she was likable, and the casting was likable. I didn't. I thought it was one of the weaker mcu shows but that's not an insult to that show so much as it is like a compliment to some of the others uh whereas loki is my favorite phase four offering in general um and the only show i like religiously like watch like eight like it literally as soon as the new episode came out i was like boom i gotta watch that like i feel like everybody was invested in that and i feel like that did a shit ton to set up the 
future of things. So for me personally, Loki, it's it's Loki and it's not even close, but I'm curious about your thoughts on this. Where do you where do you feel? Uh, I mean, I do have a Loki tattoo. <laughs> That's true. So um but yeah, I really did actually enjoy Miss Marvel. It was one of those ones that they announced and I had no um like any preconceived like feelings about i was like oh okay like i knew of miss marvel because she was the protagonist for the avengers game which i really barely played i played like the beginning segment so i knew that she existed Mm -hmm. and like very roughly like what her deal was just being like a relatable like avengers super fan like we are uh, i guess you could say (laughs) just like being a fangirl and it's it's fun because her actress is in real life too so i feel like a lot of her character was very easy for her to play Mm -hmm um yeah i had a lot of fun with that one it ended up being way better than i expected but yeah also we'll have to go loki um loki is one of my favorite characters if not my favorite mcu character his arc has been great and i love that they gave him more screen time because tom hiddleston is like the perfect casting for loki and i'm excited for where they left things off how it's gonna tie into ant-man and just everything else i'm very excited yeah i loved i love that show a lot I just think it was can't it was the closest to can't miss TV we've gotten up to this point, like for Marvel. And it was really just because I mean, Owen, let's not undersell Owen Wilson either. Like he was fantastic. And I was nervous because I was like, wow, like what, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. I just I didn't know what to expect. And the chemistry between those guys. I don't love that Loki made out with himself. The pseudo incest thing. Weird one. Pseudo incest. A, a little yeah. weird. I don't know Self-less. that that needed to happen. Um but in a weird way it's like if they weren't both loki's like outside yeah. of that of course you want your root for them because like they're right. just like perfect but then it's like oh are they gonna do it but <laughs> and then they end up yeah they do fall for each other and, and it's, it's 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 fitting because loki's so egotistical that he would only be it able to love sense. himself but they're would love- they're technically like i mean but they're, they're not the same people. Yeah, they're not like- related it's just like self yeah so like what would happen if they made little loki babies like what would happen you know, I think the timelines would break. Yeah, the timelines just... would. So yeah, I that I can't say enough good things about the show. The ending to that show, the last episode, the the episode with old Loki when he rebuilds, um, when he does the illusion. Of, oh my like, god! Talk about just One like, of the coolest hype. moments, yeah. hands down. I just can't. The the, the references, baby Loki. Al, I'm sorry, alligator Loki. Rather fucking, you know, the other ones. Like it was just such. I don't think anything has... I'm not saying better. I'm, I'm not talking objectively better or worse. But nothing as a fan has had me more excited and interested than that show has in Phase 4 up to this point. And that's... I, like, replayed that scene, too. Like, they had music that came up with it. Yeah, the, the, ri- whole, it was the Ride of the was Valkyries. So good. The Ride of the yeah. Valkyries remix with, with that. And then he's like... He's just like, Glorious pub! I can't do... My voice is very cracked today. But it was just... That was just... A one, and it was like, like watch this again. Not every Loki is a bad guy. Like it, 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 it questions so much of Loki, like because you know he's he's a villain, but like he's not evil. He was kind of like messed up. Like he's, he's kind of like yeah, he like. But it he's also like villain. showed you all these different Lokis. Like he, he, you know, he, at the end of the day, like he, it, it was just such a good character piece. And I hope, I really do, that Tom Hiddleston stays on and continues to do things as Loki like throw that man however much money he needs or wants because 
you need to keep around a few of the big names moving into this next era in order to... I mean, I don't know if this is Ant-Man's last movie or not. I have no idea. I have read no spoilers or anything. I wouldn't necessarily be shocked, but I hope that's not the case. I hope he sticks around it's gonna for another movie. going to get stepped on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, some people might be into that. Um, He maybe fights What's-Her-Face, the vampire lady from Resident Evil. Um, True. But, I mean, they're setting up Guardians to look quite sad, you know, and, and there's a lot of stuff... And I understand, you know, moving on, characters moving on, but I also think you have to keep a few big names in there to help integrate, like, you know, the the, the audience to these newer people. So I really hope that they're able to do that. And I hope we get RDJ back at some point uh, now that we have the multiverse and all that stuff. It'd be cool to see him do a cameo or something because he hasn't really done much since then. No. All right. Enough of me talking. Sorry. Um, Black Widow. I am Groot unfair because i didn't watch all of i am groot they were literally like less than 10 minute episodes like just little tiny shorts of like baby groot things which if you know me of course you would think i would pick that but it doesn't seem fair because i didn't watch all of it and that's like being compared to like a full feature film um i think just like for that respect i love baby groot and i think that's fantastic but it just it's an unfair matchup i'd say black widow black widow was not great in comparison to the rest of the movies but there was some really good moments in there i love yelena as a character i'm pretty sure this introduced us to her so yeah. like prop the movie's great just for that she's fantastic we got her in hawkeye as well and we're gonna see her even more and what's what's their thing called their group that they're putting together with all the vigilantes uh thunderbolts oh that's thunderbolts yeah so that'll be interesting because i love her and she's she's been great yeah. and then we also got um Damn, I'm bad with names today. The dad from Stranger Things. Hopper. Hopper what's Red name? Guardian. Yes, but I can't I think of his, his real name. name. Jim? Well, Jim Hopper. No, sorry. Well, no, David <laughs> wait, Harbour. Wait. Sorry. Yes, yeah. David Harbour, not yeah. Jim. Jim Hopper. David Harbour, he was fucking great in that role. Like, just yeah. watch the movie for the characters. There's, like, really cringy and corny things that happen, but, like, it's worth it for, like, the few small moments and then just the fact that they gave us Yelena because she's, she's great. Actually, is it Black Widow? I believe it is Black Widow. Black Widow is like the first time I believe that we've seen like the true fallout of what happened, like or another um, live example of what happened during the snap. I think I'm like, or is, I did think that happen the first, in Hawkeye? No, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the first because they had to have okay, the blip right. support group, and that's what caused all the, the right. uprising because there were so many pop, like yeah. impoverished people and whatnot. It might have um, been, it's one of the two with Yelena, but you get to see what happens to her and how she loses her sister. Um, and that was really cool, too, to see. But, yeah, I'm going to go Black Widow on that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I actually really liked Black Widow. Um, I think if that movie had come out in 2015 or whenever it should have come out while yeah. she was alive, it would have been such a better movie yeah. because it took, you knew that it was inconsequential as it pertained to her character so to see her reprise that role and do such a good job it was just like oh this kind of doesn't really matter all that much like but i thought the movie was great i have to say taskmaster's casting was taskmaster sucked that yeah, taskmaster is. is such an iconic comic uh, character in the comics and that was it i don't care that it was a girl it's got nothing to do with that it's completely that the writing and the the, the, the character choices and the fact that they were silent. Like there was just so many things about that, I, that I thought were just bad. And Taskmaster was the real blemish yeah. on that movie, but everything else I thought was good. I think, um, uh, again, if I am um, getting my shows crossed with Elena, but I think this also ends with like a really sad, like funeral scene with her and Natasha, like current day. 
Um, I know it. I think she's at the grave. Yeah, she goes to her grave, and then Julia shows up to hand her the that bitch or whatever her name is, Valentina. I was thinking a real actress. So it has, it does still have a connection to like the future MCU in that way, and like a nice look back at, like you said, Black Widow's movie that she probably should have got before, but you know. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good, and uh, I I enjoyed Elena. I obviously, I mean, David Harbour is just good at everything that I've seen him in. I think. but it was good, and I didn't watch I Am Group because I honestly didn't even know it was an MCU thing. Um, yeah, they're literally really like you can go like watch it them. It's like five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's cute, but it's just like a little cartoon that they did. Yeah, which is fine. But I typically try to avoid. Like the same reason I didn't really watch What If. I watched two episodes of What If, and I couldn't get into it. Um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. Uh, but you know, it's kind of there. So speaking of which, uh, we've got Thor: Love and Thunder versus What If, uh, taking up the battle of mediocrity here. Uh, where do you fall on this one? I'd say Thor Love and Thunder. Um, what If was alright. I watched like the first two or three episodes and I like it as a concept and I would totally watch it if I had like endless free time, but I don't. So you're gonna have to pick and choose what you want to watch. And it was weird because it was like, what if this happens and then some of the stuff in there ends up happening for real in the MCU. So I don't know why that the, that was their whole gimmick. Like these things would never happen, but here's a, and like they end up doing them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They had like Agent Carter or Captain Carter, and then they gave us. Um, there was something I forget what the other thing was that like happened. I was just like, well, this is kind of redundant. I like the idea of it though because there's there's always like what if, and I really want a Star Wars what if because I have so many ideas. Is that, that what like Visions was? Or no, kind of, not yeah. Visions. Sorry, the Visions was like its own. Tales from the Jedi. Uh, I no, like, oh, okay. that I think those were canon, but yeah, those were just extra stories for Ahsoka and Darth Sidious. Nope. Still don't know who Ahsoka nope, is. I know who the character is, like what she looks like, but I've never seen anything with her in it. So I'm aware of who That is the most crazy thing I've ever heard you say. I know who she is. I like I know exactly what she looks like, but I have never seen a piece of Star Wars media with her in it. I don't know why she's relevant. I think she was in Clone Wars, maybe, but I don't think she ever had a live action until Mandalorian, maybe. She, if will I she has her own show coming, so So I don't know anything about her. I don't know if she's supposed that. to be important or what, but like that's sort of like like, I genuinely, this isn't, I'm not even, like, doing a bit. I don't know anything about, I just, all I know is that she's, she's people Anakin's like her. She's Padawan. Oh, okay, okay. Very important, yeah. Fair Anyways, yeah. I like Thor, Love, and Thunder. It was not, well, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the worst Thor. Um, no. It got, like you said, a little, a little too silly, but it still has a lot that's likable about it. Um, and yeah, against what if it's going to win. I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day, and Thor Love and Thunder, to me, you have a character, and again, we've given spoiler warnings, I'll throw out another quick one. You have a character to me, like Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character, who's like, been in all the movies, is super relevant, she gets the cancer diagnosis, that's a heavy thing, like, that's, that's sad. Thor has always had a really good way of balancing comedy with, like, some serious stuff, even when his mom passes, gets killed or whatever. Like, there's stuff, they they deal with it in a way that, like, recognizes the weight of the situation and gives it the proper respect and tells you as the audience, like, hey, you should be feeling this way right now about this, but also making you laugh and dealing with it. In this movie, I felt like that the cancer thing didn't even... They didn't even, get, there was no time for it to sink in. They didn't play it up as, like, an important thing. It it was basically just like, okay, she has cancer. Like, it didn't, no one sold it. No one showed emotion until, like, the very, very end when Thor, like, didn't want her to have the hammer. I feel like 
the movie couldn't decide what tone it wanted to have. Like, did it want you to feel sad? Did it want you to laugh? And instead of, like, committing to even, like, a trail where it's, like, you start out sad and then you see her have these heroic moments and then you know she's passing, but it's, like, they get their closure. It was just, like, all over the place. And it didn't feel like it had a coherent plan from point A to point B. And it was sad because I think that movie as a whole had a lot of potential and had some good things. But the subject material made it very much not strictly a comedy, and yet the movie treated itself like it was pretty much strictly a comedy. And to me, that's not... It didn't do justice, especially after Ragnarok, which is just an A-plus film. Yeah, Ragnarok is top tier. I'm not saying it needed to be a tearjerker or be sad, but you could have given her having the cancer and all of that more time to, like, or more depth, more emotional weight, like, I don't know. I Maybe I'm in the wrong on this, or maybe I'm in the minority, but I just think to kill off a character like that, and, and what type of impact it'll have on Thor and all of that, to just... They didn't That's do it... That's what happened in the comics, too, though. They It was all... Like, they didn't give it any level of, like, gravitas? Or I like think... Any- Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much you can do in a comic anyway, yeah, I guess that's but true. I'm pretty sure it was like one run where like Mighty Thor was the run and mm-hmm. like that's her whole thing. She has cancer and she ends up dying, yeah. which I knew that that existed like yeah. when I started seeing things about um, Love and Thunder, but I didn't know she died. So I'm thinking this whole time like, oh, like she's Mighty Thor, like that's going to save her. It's going to protect her cancer, like uh, get rid of the cancer. no. So I'm just completely baffled in the movie theater that she actually like dies. But I know I agree with everything you're saying. If those goats screamed one more goddamn time, I think I was gonna <laughs> get up and leave. The goats. I love I love a good screaming goat. It was hilarious the first time, the second time, and then it was like okay, yep. enough. I yep. can kill those goats. It was gore. Get them. <laughs> yep. It was. I just I'm not shitting on the movie. I'm not shitting on the fact that she dies. A death in a movie can be effective if done right. I'm sure we'll see it in Guardians 3. But, like, <laughs> but like, it just didn't... It was like it wanted us to laugh, but it also wanted to be sad, and it didn't do enough to give us that type of emotion, you know? You watch a movie. Agreed. I've watched movies that have made me emotional at the end of them, or that I've gotten my I've teary-eyed, or fucking Onward was a sad movie. I don't know if you oh, saw Onward. Every I, time yeah, I, I got emotional it, at the end of Onward. Like, I don't know. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like, I don't know. I've I've gotten teary-eyed. If you teary-eyed. don't get emotional at the end of Onward or something, you I don't, gotta, I don't you know that there's empathy. There haven't been too many Marvel movies that have made me, like, teary, but, like, there's Head maybe game. been one or two. Yeah, but different level of it, right? But, like, there's yeah, definitely been a few movies that I've seen that I'm just, like, wow, like, holy shit, like, that's, that's heavier, that's sad, but this movie was like, ha she has cancer, oh wait, she's strong now, like, I don't know, it just, it didn't give the subject matter any level of seriousness that it should have, and so as the audience member, my thought is like, well, okay, I guess I don't have to give it any seriousness either, because it doesn't matter, so, yeah, but I agree with you, I, out of the two, I do think it was still a better movie, um, just, just lost potential, in my opinion. That's all. Yeah. I think it had potential, and it lost that potential. I do so. love Valkyrie, though, so cool we got more of her. Queen Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Yeah, King she's... Valkyrie. I don't know. I forget. One of the two. Oh. I think she's she... King Valkyrie. She... Yeah, I gotta say, I had a bit of a celebrity crush thing going on there. Oh my god, I love Tessa I, I don't know if I want so to admit, much. you know, I don't know how much I want to admit that publicly, but it's true. Uh, I was just, the whole movie, I was like, yeah, all right. 
she's she's all right i had it i had a little i had a little you know just a little thought going on like you know celebrity crush level of thing you she know? made she made the movie for sure she was just kind of a. she just kind of was like a badass and she knew it and there, i don't know i always forget that actress's name but tessa um, thompson sure okay Great. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so now we go back to uh, I, my screen refresh. So let's see. The last matchup on this side. And uh, I know we're running long, but I think this is pretty much going to bring us down. We've got Hawkeye and Eternals. This one sucks. This so, matchup sucks. So while you while you do um, Eternals, I'm just going to grab this pillow. And, uh, oh my god, I'm not gonna talk about it. If you're not gonna pick Eternals, then we'll just have to move on, because I also like Hawkeye, so... Eternals is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen, and the problem is, not. it wasn't bad enough to be bad, but it wasn't good enough to be good, so it's just mid. It's just a mid movie, and the problem is, it, it's not even the five-minute sex scene, right? Like, that was brutally long, and it was like, oh my god, like, just, please, just fucking Stop. I wanted the yes, goats. Yes, it wasn't necessary. Cut. No, I don't even mind that there was a sex. It didn't need to be five. It was like like it, it was long. That was that's so that's that. I mean, I just yeah. It looked like two people figuring out what sex was for the first time is what it looked like. They might have been. You <laughs> yeah, know? it's also been true. On the, been on the earth for so <laughs> like, yeah, long. That's they might have invented sex. Eternals would have been so much better as a limited series, similar to some of the other shows, where we could watch it in episodes instead of watching like well, it was like a two-hour. Two and a half hour movie that felt like it was six hours. It was incredibly well acted, and the choreography and the mm. fight scenes were amazing. I just want to give okay, it that I'm respect. Glad the you beach, that. the beach fight scenes oh, were incredible. So the visuals were insane, but there was so much exposition in that movie that I guess was necessary, but it just dragged. And I, I, w I went with my friend to see it, and he said at the time he's never once thought about getting up and leaving the theater in a Marvel movie except oh, for seeing that's Eternals. so dramatic. I mean, he didn't. That is so dramatic. It's just... It was just... It's slower-paced, sure. It, but I don't mind slow. I mind nothing happening. Like, nothing it's happens. Just, what I told people at the time is you have a team of what? Six, seven, Six, yeah. I forget how many of them mm -hmm. that we've never seen before. So now they need to fit all six of their individual, their entire, their story as a group, and then where where they are in the current day. Six individual stories, and they have to make you care about these people in this yeah. short amount of time. And like you said, as a series, maybe it would have been better. You could have got an episode on each of them, watch it, and then by the pace. time you get back. By the time you get back to the world-ending event, you actually care about them more. But, like, for me, I was still able to, like, make connections in limited time that I knew them. And I thought all the characters were very cool. Just, like, the, like I said, the casting choice is spot on. The acting was phenomenal. I really, really like some of the characters they introduced. I'm forgetting their names because they're kind of unique and it's been a while. Um, but The Flash, <laughs> she's dope as shit. She's also, like, way older than you would think she is. I remember looking her up and being like, dude, what? Because, like, she's, she looks so young, and she's older than that. And then, um, I feel like his, I forget his name, but he played the Joker in the new Batman. Joaquin Phoenix? Um, no, not that one. The Batman. Oh, Jared Leto? No. Oh, well, then fuck <laughs> off. I don't know. At the very end, you see, you get a glimpse of the Joker. You oh! Know, like, see, like, yeah, he no played, idea. so that was him from... The Eternals that did, um, what was his power in the Eternals? 
I don't even remember. Manipulation. Uh, yeah, death manipulation. Chick was he was great. the one that the what? The deaf chick? The one that couldn't death, hear? Death, death, death. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. The I told her the oh, flash. I didn't know her name. Sorry. She was yeah. awesome. She yeah, was really she was cool. she was really cool. I liked I think her name was like Pixie, something like that. Sprite. That's what it was, not Pixie. Sprite. She was dope. Yeah, I just liked all the characters. Um they had a great cast. They had like what's his face from Game of Thrones in there as the boyfriend who ended up being who ends up having um his own show coming up, right? What's what's he gonna be in? Are you talking about Kit uh, Harrington? Yeah, Kit Harrington, John Snow. Black Knight or something, Black Sword. Yeah, Black you like yeah, so they set that up. They set up a lot with that. Um, I don't know. I liked Eternals. Like I said, I I agree with like what you did like, what you didn't like, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's as dramatic as wanting to leave the theater or thinking it's the worst Marvel movie ever. I do think it had a very different tone, but mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, um, no, with that said, I'll still vote Hawkeye just because I know you're going to lean Hawkeye. And I also really loved that show as well. Hawkeye was really good and it was funny and it had a lot of intrigue and it set up Daredevil, among other things, you know, coming up and Echo. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, Billy Seinfeld as Kate Bishop. So good. Kate Bishop. I was a good show. It was just funny. And Jeremy Renner was solid. And it was like, it's a mac and cheese with a whatever. I can't do accents. The macaroni. Yeah, I can't do it. Kate Bishop was awesome. And I liked the Christmas theme. I'm a sucker for anything Christmas. So that movie just got me. Everything got me. Um, and I, we haven't, I feel like we haven't gotten an MCU show in a bit. Been a little yeah. bit, hasn't it? What's it's it been, been like? Bit, October yeah. almost? Like four months? Yeah. We had a, a while back to back with them and whatnot, but now we got nothing. So, all right. Uh, do we really need to spend any time on No Way Home versus Moon Knight, or are we just pretty much in agreement no. that, okay. I mean, no, no disrespect home. to Moon Knight, I just think that's important. I do love me Moon Knight, but not next to No Way Home. Uh, and then we got Shang-Chi and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I feel like the right answer is Shang-Chi. What do you think? I do, I do too, and I don't okay. like it because I feel like it's a little, I don't like it a little either, disrespectful yeah. to the other one, but I think... I think it deserves credit for standing out as a stand a standalone movie when we've seen so many of them that have just been. Yeah, like, it was. Eh. I remember. I guess I have to watch it again, but I still remember like when I first finished that movie, being like, "Wow!" Just like, like again, yeah, I had no uh, standards for that. I had knew nothing about it, and it fucking blew me away. And it was it was epic, and it it did a great job representing the culture. It did a great job get pulling everything together. So overall, I think Shang really cool was- action. Yeah, yeah, the fight scenes were crazy. The demon things were weird. It was nice to get an actual Mandarin after like the the whole nonsense that happened with the other Iron Man movie. So yeah, I'm with you, Shang Chi. Moving on, Loki versus Black Widow. Uh, again, Loki. for me, it's not even close. Loki's just so good. Um, and this is pretty much where everything falls in line. Whoa, wait, there we go. Uh, and that would give us Thor versus Hawkeye. I mean. I'm I'm Hawkeye here. Mm-hmm. Where do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I'd say Hawkeye. That's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like before those came out, you would never think that we'd pick Hawkeye no. over a Thor movie, but that's just the way it falls, you know. I, yeah, and it's uh, this just, is a good Final Four. Honestly. This is exactly think... what my Final Four would have been if you had asked me to pick a Final Four. Interesting. Before we started. So, I think mine would yeah. mine would have had Moon Knight, I believe, in there. Really. I'm Maybe if the matchups but... had gone in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay with Hawkeye. I feel like I feel like the Hawkeye might be the only one people might be upset about, but I'm not sure. Um, I mean, when you look at what it went up against, it's kind of it's kind of understandable. Like it's not exactly like Phase 4 was the strongest phase Marvel's ever put forward, you know. 
Like it had a lot yeah. of good stuff and a lot of innovation, but it wasn't the strongest thing we've ever seen. All right, No Way Home versus Shang-Chi. I have to go No Way Home here. I just, I mean, it's just such a class. It's it's just going to stand the test of time as a Marvel movie, I think. Um, Agreed. Is that where you stand on this? Definitely. Yeah, I have, okay. I have like a overall list I keep because if not, I would forget what I thought at the time, but I have No Way Home. I think it's in my top four somewhere. I just forget the exact placement for like overall Marvel. Yeah, this this would have been my exact top four um, at this point. Had you asked me before, like, I'll make a list. I didn't, but it would have been my top. Um, yeah. And then Loki and Hawkeye. Loki. Yeah, I'm with you. So this is exactly how my list would have looked, um, which is interesting because I think we, for the most part, agreed on a lot more of this than uh, than I had, you know, initially thought. But it is the first time we've, like, actually had, like, a long-form conversation about Marvel, especially on the show. Um and I think, you know, you and I have a very similar mindset towards a lot of this stuff in the sense that we like, like, it's just, it's just like about having fun and enjoying the stuff that you like. And people are, oh, you don't have to be overly critical on a lot of this stuff. It doesn't mean that like everything gets a pass. Like if something's bad. I'm happy to call it out as bad. But like at the end of the day, there really haven't been any bad, even Eternals, which was like mid, they haven't been any like bad. But, yeah. So that but it's brings just because us... like you have you have things that are so good, so like things are gonna be bad by comparison. Just, yeah. Like, I don't think Ant Man one and two are that special, but that's just because I'm comparing them to yeah. everything else we've got. <laughs> Ant Man one blew me away because I had such everyone had such low expectations, and then I was like, wow, this was mm -hmm. actually a really fucking good movie. And then the second one I liked, but not as much. It was good, it just wasn't as good. Ghost was yeah. kind of weird. Um. All right. Well, that brings us to the finale here: Spider Man No Way Home and Loki. My heart. And being true to what I already had in my personal list would be Spider-Man No Way Home. I love Loki, obviously. I Like I said, I physically have this dagger <laughs> tattooed onto my body forever because of that show. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's Spider-Man No Way Home. Like you said, it's a generation thing. You're never... It takes... Like Endgame, it took 10 years to get to to have the possibility to have that movie and similarly with spider-man away home it took three generations of spider-man and i think even that aside they did like a really fucking good job they've got like a stellar cast they got back all the greats they gave us a great story and they left off at a pretty like depressing point that i think yeah. is going to be a fun time for tom to explore yeah um spider-man though i've never heard of him in my life right i i'm sad him and mj should have ended up together um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would be happy with either of these choices. I would personally lean Loki by a small amount, but I, I get it. Like, you have to pick Spider-Man here, I think, and that's fine. Um, I I just, I feel like Loki provided a unique experience for me, and this may be just me personally, like, watching media, like, consuming media. Like, in a world where every, everything is fucking consumable media nowadays, like, there's so much out there you can find on so many different platforms... To, like, have a show that you get into and watch, like, the way I felt like that show was is just kind of rare, I think. Not to say other things aren't good, but it's, like, it was just what what they probably would have called back before our time, you know, appointment TV. You know, appointment viewing, where it's, like, everyone's right. getting around to watch this and talk about it and stuff. And, and that's what that felt like for me. So that show was a really fun experience. But, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was, was great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give that the winner as well. Um, I just think it, it makes the most sense. So Loki and Spider-Man being in the final two just makes sense. We got yep. some honestly great content. Like you said, none of this has been objectively really bad. I people would probably argue Eternals, but I am not one of those people. So 
I don't know. Like you said, it's just, if it's, you don't want to watch all this, don't. If not, everything's always connected, but, you know, I think it's a lot of fun, and people need to stop wanting Endgame to be every single movie and just enjoy their time. Yeah, and I fully respect people that watched through Endgame and then were like, you know what? I devoted 10 years to this. I'm not into it. Like, I want to move on to something else. Like, I that's don't fair. have time. And that's totally okay. I don't, like, I have no, I, I mean this with no sarcasm or, like, seething at all. If you're, it's not your cup of tea anymore, that's fine. I get it, you know? I've had other things that I watch or other things. That, but, like, I don't know. For me, having friends who like this stuff, people to talk about who like this stuff, being connected with people through this stuff, like, that to me is just fun. And as long as the movies are good and enjoyable to watch, I'll continue to go watch them. And to be, let's be honest, like, no disrespect to movies that are winning awards nowadays, but some of them are fucking, you know, snooze fests. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell when a movie's just made for the sake of getting an Oscar and when a movie's made to, like, be fun. Um, so, but that's, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. So we've run very long, um, but that's, I think it was good. Um, real quick though, I did want to run through MCU phase five, just like really fast. Just just I had an idea before you do that. I was thinking that for next week's show, in addition to sharing our thoughts for Ant-Man, we could do a similar discussion with all of phase five, but how we think they're going to shape up and then we can come back to it after they've come out and kind of go back and look at them as like a part two to this to be like, let's look at all of phase five, talk about what movies we think we're going to end up liking the best or which ones we think have the most promise or are going to be the best films. And then later down the line, we can come back and revisit that and compare what we thought then versus what we, what we think sure. now you want to, I thought that'd be a cool idea and like a segue. Yeah, we can do that just uh, cause that's enough. There's enough content here. I'm looking at like 10 movies yeah. and six shows. So, so we'll talk shows. about Ant-Man. We'll give our thoughts and then we can go through the rest of phase five and be like, and just give our initial sort of like blind guesses on what we think is going to end up doing well, how we're going to feel about them. And then when the movies come out or as they come out, we'll revisit them and we'll be like, Hey, we talked about guardians. We thought it was going to be, you know, so I think that would be cool to have like future things to revisit. So, Yep. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, so we'll be seeing Ant Man tomorrow. Hopefully. Yes. That's Despite what... what I've seen online, the reviews. <laughs> hopefully, that'll be a fun time. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. I did hear though. I like. I haven't read much, but I did see that a standout is Kang and um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. That sounds like his name. Yeah, he's he's a standout part, which is exciting because we would hate to hear that he's bad when we have a lot more content coming with Kang. So. Yeah, he's he's being put into a big role where he's going to have a lot of position, a lot of, like, prominence within the MCU. And I think he's a really good actor. He was great on SNL. Um, he's just got a lot of range, and I just think he's going to be good. So I'm excited. I know people have had their their criticisms, but I'll see it, and I'll make my own judgment. And I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, I'm not going to just say I like it if I don't like it. But I also think that, like, objectively, if there's more good than bad in a movie like that, that, that there's certainly stuff to look forward to. So we'll see uh yes of course don't forget ant-man is in quantumania uh antuman uh well that's what's on my horizon i'm going to see ant-man and then hoping to catch up on some video games and stuff um i haven't really decided where or what yet but that's what's going on for me and uh yeah anything else for you okay ant-man playing hogwarts legacy and doing this next week great well part two of our marble retrospective 
We're going to look at Phase 5. We're going to talk about Ant-Man. We're going to set the stage going forward. And we'll do a quick check-in with our video game draft because a few of the games have come out now. So I we're going to do that a bit of a look That was something else up. I was supposed to talk about today. Yeah. I was ready for it. And, yeah, we went a little long. We're gonna, we'll add that as a recurring segment at the start of the show. Just a quick draft update to see how our games are doing and uh, how Isaac's I'm games losing. are doing as well. So. well <laughs> Spoiler well, alert. I'm losing. <laughs> we will we'll have to... Uh, We'll have to wait and see how it all comes together. But yeah, thanks everybody who tuned in. I know we went a little long. Thanks everybody listening on the podcast later. Tweet us at UNCH Podcast. Let us know your thoughts about these, you know, these movies and whether or not you agree or disagree. I'll probably post a few tweets too, just to try to interact with people and get people to uh to weigh in. But that's gonna do it for us. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.